announcements. Uh, right Doug on. Morgan has an announcement. Big, big things going on in the second shelf. Yeah, here at the second shelf on December 16th. Um, I will be uh, not here at the second shelf. Let's not here at the second shelf. It's going to be at the Dayton Funny Bun. I'll be, I'll be there with some friends raising some. Well, don't, money. You're not just going to be there, Doug. Right. Well, okay. No, what, are you, what are you going to be doing? Very there? humble. I'll, I'll just be the last guy. You're going to be the headliner. Yeah, headliner. No. Yeah. So I'm really honored, and I uh, think that's going to be fun. So, so I'm gonna headline. That means no him. matter who else is on the show, Doug's going to be the low point. That's that my. That's my be, prediction. I will be the nap. You get uh, Buck Martin to open it. <laughs> oh, Buck. I oh, if he's girl. still around. He's going to be my host. I, I don't know. I don't know if Buck is still around. But he was like the staple of the comedy scene. He was. He was like the go-to punchline. for Not punchline, but like Laugh reference with. point. <laughs> like if you don't know Buck Martin, you ain't really doing comedy. Then you ain't never did I can't, it. I can't really abide by the kind of comedy you're doing. <laughs> No, we do we do that podcast. Remember, he does a little. We do a little podcast. It's just like a store. it's like a radio show, basically. We just yeah. talk to each other about what's been going on. We li- well, you know, what we listen to we listen to each other talk. No one else listens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, it makes us makes us better public speakers. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day. Right. You know what? I, I, we're talking about this show at the. Uh, it's for Dayton the second Funny shelf Bone. at the. Uh, it's the Dayton Funny Bones, December sixteenth. I'll get you tickets. Doug's Doug's closing the show. It does. It'd be me. We might get Adrian, get him a guest spot. I'm, on I'm not available. I figured he'd be working. I'm working. I'm doing paid work that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, that ain't us, man. We wouldn't do you like that. Oh, uh, wait, Helen. wait, wait, Doug. I'm available. All right. If I'm not on this show, I'll be personally <laughs> and mentally offended. Yep, yep. I got you, and I'll see you between then. I'll get. Yep. Right on, Helen. Take care. Yes, She's I'm available, awesome. and uh, yes, I'll do the show. Even though you didn't ask, I'll do the show. I All will, right. yeah. He's I'll, like, let me ask the guy that's really running things, because I'm not really in charge. Right, that right. way you can come back two weeks later. Uh, I tried to get you on the show, yeah, man, man, but uh, even though I'm the headliner, he's like, I couldn't have anybody on the show. You're like fifth in line, man. I had everybody asking me, man. I can't. Yeah, I get it. I understand. I uh, I definitely uh, haven't helped you get any shows uh, this year, so it's like <laughs> you, one of those things. I'd yeah, paid ones. I, I, don't, I would never stoop to the level of <laughs> giving you unpaid work. <laughs> Right. Why? Why would I do that for you? You know what, Adrian? You've really helped me out all these times, man. How about this? I'll it would be it. worth it for me just to be there, not on the show, to get for the podcast. Uh, that would be cool, yeah. Oh, dude, you get, get you on the show. I ain't worried about that. It's, oh, it's I'm not, be, uh, uh, trust actually, me, I'm not worried about it either. Yeah, I, uh, I'll not just not go much. on the stage. I'll yeah, do Kenny Smith hey. up there like, ah, you guys, you guys ain't going to put me on the show. Ah. <laughs> not, break some stuff. Oh, <laughs> 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 Kenny Smith. Ah. No. Uh, that's my that's my weaker version of a Kenny Smith impression, who, by all rights, is my godfather of comedy. No, he's not really. I traced it all the way back to Dan Swartout. Uh, everything that I ever got yeah. in comedy, I can trace back to Dan Swartout through like one other person. Dan, that would Dan, make, does Dan that make you my comedy godfather? And I started before. Ugh. No, I don't think so. No, I, I, have, so. I had a uh, who's. Kenny it, was one of the not first everybody that I has with. one. Not everybody yeah. has somebody I, like that. I, I wouldn't say I. I you I, probably I, have like two that split the difference, or three that split the Vince. But, yeah, but Vince, Vince is definitely one of mine. Yeah, but I was he too. wasn't like the first person to take me on the road. Right now, Vince would definitely be one. He's got me. He, he was he, more like our he's mentor. Me. He's right. the one that taught us like what not to say or what not to sell yeah. or do or not. Not even that. Just like you can do it if you want to. <laughs> but it was like yeah. He was on the scene, and he was a professional. 
and he was giving advice, and we were listening. Yeah, he definitely knows the game. Speaking of which, she was talking about the casino. When I was doing this last casino run, and I was in um, the Santa Ana Star Casino. Where is that? It's in New Mexico, and that's, I don't remember the name of it. Not Mescalero. Maybe it is. I don't know. No, it's in Santa Ana. <laughs> Santa Ana Star. Anyway, they put me up in the hotel. It was very nice. The night before that, I was in Inn of the Mountain Gods, and that's where this actually happened. I was like, no. Where was I? Where are we right where now? Where are we, man? <laughs> I, was at the, I was at Inn of the Mountain Gods, which is in Mescalero, New right. Mexico. And um, took some great photos. They even followed me on Instagram and stole one of my photos. They, got, uh, they credited me for it, but they, they posted it on their website. It's uh, a beautiful yeah. photo. Um, yeah, you always do take some pretty cool photos. I do, and everything's artistic. And follow me at Cosby Comedy if you're not already following me. I don't understand. I don't take selfies. I mean, I, I sometimes I do a story about my workouts or something like that, but it's just a still, and it's only like once or twice a week. Come it's on, not, guys. You, you ain't got to watch the stories. But my photos are artistic or autistic, depending on depending which on spectrum which, which, yeah. you see me as being on. But I don't even think I'm on. let me finish this gambling story because I never – I don't – like since I started doing comedy, I don't gamble as much. And before comedy, gambling was my thing. Yep. Not even gambling, but poker specifically. But if I was in a casino before comedy, it wasn't for any other reason than to play poker or blackjack. That was pretty much the only two games I ever played in a casino. Sometimes some roulette. In fact, my biggest win ever in a casino was playing roulette. But – that's a stupid game to play. There's no uh, – it's completely game of chance. Right. Um, in any case, I put in four ones into a What's video that? poker machine. And that video poker machine – after, and I played the most, like, double, double, triple, tripler game. You know, yeah. like, whatever would have it multiply the most. And after, like, two hands, I hit a straight or something like that. Won $15. Whoa. Cashed out right there. Cashed you know man. I did. I made extra fifteen dollars that night. You know I did. Is that all you is that all you won? Well, I didn't um gamble the rest of the trip. I did stop. You have that willpower to just once you're up, you quit? Well, one time I went on the road. Uh to do this benefit these benefit shows. They're not they were paid, but they were Eight like dollars. Even they were like, um, I think I was getting a hundred dollars a show or whatever, and it was like yeah. in n- North Dakota for two of the shows, like Fargo, and then whatever's two hours away from three hours away from there. Then we had to drive back, and um, it was one of those things where it was like I was breaking even at best. No merch. I had merch, but couldn't sell merch at these shows. Right. Just wouldn't be right. Eight dollars out of twenty. And uh, they had. Quarter blackjack, $5 max, but quarter bets. And we started off playing quarters. Thank you. And drinks were really, really cheap. Yeah. And I checked my bank account the next day, and I had, like, withdrawn, like, $280 and lost most of it playing blackjack. Apparently $5 a hand or whatever. And the other guy I was with, Isaac Witte, was playing, like, 50-cent quarter hands. And he was like, I made, like, 30, 40 bucks, man. I don't know how you lost that much money or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, did you steal my money while I was drunk? Because <laughs> I don't remember playing that many goddamn hands. But that's why, pretty much, I – there's no uh, – it's so easy to lose all the money you just made in a casino. It's, like, 
to them, a hundred dollars is is like the equivalent of our penny. So oh. they soak up a hundred dollars. Like, what? What hundred dollars? You know, but like if you got paid 125, 150 to do a show and then you lose a hundred dollars, you feel worse than you do losing a hundred dollars that you like traveled just to go to the casino. It's like I lost this at work. Yeah, uh, just it made, does this not. Is... So like I get the meal voucher and I use it to the fullest extent. Sometimes I even come out of pocket. But on this last run, it was really good because I sold the minimum I sold was like eighty five dollars. Oh, yeah, you killed it. You know, yeah, but it was like sales. it was I needed every dollar. I'm the, the biggest. The side expenses, I spent about $225 that I didn't have to spend. And of that, of what the money that I did have to spend, I probably could have saved $40 by not overeating. But I was definitely overeating the entire time and eating junk food. Every time I stopped for gas, I would get something disgusting to eat with it. Bag of chips, right. you know, Hostess cherry pie, mm. or six. No honey bun. No honey bun. T- too thick. No, I did get me a. Those are some. Rich. Did get me. A, did get me a cinnabon. See, I did get. I stopped mm. at the. Had to. On did the way the home. <laughs> no, it was. It had an, a cinnabon island at the. I was like, hot. well, that looks legit. Could <laughs> yeah. smell it. That hot and fresh is stick. It wasn't as fresh as I would have. I was like, you shouldn't stick this in the microwave for right. me. Right. Put some extra. Put some extra frosting on that. Don't yeah. go. But I did definitely diet. I'm back down to 208. I was up to like 215 when I got back. I put on all the weight I just lost on that trip. But I wasn't working out. Hello, ladies. Other than the the snowboard trip. Got 50% off sale. Everything except Christmas stuff today. The the best part of the the trip, though, was the spending of the money that I didn't have to spend, which was at the dispensary in Durango and then also on the snowboarding trip itself, which – I didn't get a hotel that night. I slept in my car right. after driving like six hours or whatever, but I slept so hard. I don't know if I've ever slept. I didn't have any sleep aids or anything. I just... Gown. Gown. Gown, baby, gown. All right, so um, you're doing the show on the 16th. I'm going to... Uh, yep. I'm going to make it really hard for you to close the show because <laughs> wherever I go, it's going to be... Now we got, uh, we got Lori Graves, uh, Jeremy Johnson, and Nick Taylor also going to be on the show, and I'm sure Jeremy and I will... We'll, uh, you bumped Jeremy Johnson right now for me. He's gone. He's gone anyway. You son of a gun. You bald-headed bird-looking man. That's my man of a, Yeah, that's your comedy rival. I don't have – I mean, I feel like I have a thousand comedy rivals, and that none of them know we're rivals. They're not, they don't even – They're not it. in on it. <laughs> they're, not, they're like Just Adrian throw darts at their from Rocky? Computer page. No, I, I don't I don't have any rivals. I uh, I love everybody in comedy. In fact, I've been well, trying to make a You're not doing habit. it right. You gotta have a rival. That's probably dude. why I ain't famous yet. I ain't tried to stab nobody yet. You don't have someone you can make videos back and forth with on Facebook, so for attention that no one even cares about except for him and I. We're I the, think it, I think what makes that, that battle so great is how nowhere you guys are in your careers. You know, like you guys are basically <laughs> like a step above open micing. Right. We at are, best, uh, at best, a step above open micing. We and, run lights. And run you have lighthouse. this competition as if you both don't make all your money doing something even more sad than stand-up comedy. Which is sad on my end that I do Oh, he's got a great yeah. job. He's got a, His yeah. life is yeah. like. You could say that about him. You yeah. can't say that about me. Well, so I mean, wow. you have a great life, too. Well, I it's have a just great life, that, for sure. But not it's as, just that his life is better than not, yours. Yeah, not job. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't say. I don't know what his life is like outside of his job, but I know he's got a good job. 
and uh, and a family. Oh, his whole life is a dumpster fire. He's a dumpster fire. He's always been he bad. is kind his of a dumpster. Continue to He's be a dumpster, but I ain't never seen him smoking. Earth spins around on what's called the axis. Mm-hmm. He do got a head that looked like a globe. He does got a weird old. I did see. I thought I saw Kazakhstan on the back of his head one time. I was like, <laughs> so what? What? Kazakhstan. What's that? In one of them Baltic states over there beneath Russia. <laughs> oh, God. Neath Russia. <laughs> I, I thought you said something. I, know, I ain't no geography whiz or nothing, but I know where Russia <laughs> is on a map. <laughs> I know where to point the missiles if something happens to yeah. the boy in charge. You know what I'm saying? I ain't there. You know where the East Middle are. I really do feel like it's not even doing accents. I feel like at the point that I really get into a character like that sometimes, it's somebody trying to get out of me some weird some some split not even a split personality monster. but just some point of view that isn't being voiced by me and i'm suppressing like my redneck heritage somehow you're just trying to get out and whip yourself to death because i still have those thoughts i just usually know to keep my mouth shut about them yeah and he's like hey buddy you gotta let me speak sometime too man you got hey, that man, fancy we, mouth we, out there we, you, we gonna, you ain't gonna time. hold me back man let me tell you something i ain't scared and i'm seeing i'm like <laughs> Cool it. Stop it. This isn't the place, bro. <laughs> you talk to me in the car like always. Right. Um, I'll be headlining the Dayton Funny Bone December 2nd before you. Kind of a bigger deal. <laughs> Not a benefit show put on by yeah. some guy from out of town who no keeps to keep all real. the money. Yeah. Uh, but just me. And I don't know who else is on the show because <laughs> I didn't request to book any of the other comics. But there's a good chance. There's a spot for Doug Morgan on well, there. Well, Doug, he always likes to jump He's on. like, oh, yeah, no, I'm already on that show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know what this show is going to be like, but what I'll tell it? you this. What is it? Just a show? Yeah, it's just like a Sunday, uh, Sunday split week. Off-nighter. Off-nighter. <laughs> Go ahead, step on it some more. What do you want to call A bastard child <laughs> of a show. You know how like when a family's got three kids they love and one that lives in the basement? That's what the Sunday show is like. That's what it is. Every... The, um... Ooh, but I am looking forward to that. I am writing a bunch of new stuff that I'm either I'm going to... On. It's, I'm either going to write enough new stuff that I don't do it at that show, and I punch up my old material enough to record something for this show. Not that, like a CD, but just an audio. Right. That's what I want to do. That was something that I was thinking I just about, feel yeah. like, even if this isn't the one that makes it to air or, you know, or whatever, I need to have one. Yeah. And uh, and I, I have plenty of video now. I just have to go through and sort it out. It's just such a pain in the butt. I need to get a good video because I don't have. Any, I mean, well, you're so unphotogenic. Wise. It's like you break the uh, camera and then the somebody's you got to you got to convince somebody to come back out and shoot it again with a blurry filter on it, with so I can't the quite tell. Phone filter. <laughs> you got that Nokia phone <laughs> filter. Obama phone. Obama. <laughs> 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 Obama phone filter. You know, <laughs> it looks cheap. It just makes the photo look cheap. I mean, it's what uh what else what else? Oh, I was in Toledo this weekend and um emceeing for Chris Franjola. Oh yeah. He's uh What's he, he from? What's he uh, Chelsea lately? He's got a new show coming out this summer on True TV called Around the World in Eighty Games. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for your headliner. Plugged him. You just plugged him good. Oh, that's my intro from the weekend. So um, he was really nice, and it was fun working with him, but he had definitely n enough of Toledo, I think, by the time he left. Uh, one night I picked the mic up off the floor to say thank you one more time for – and I was standing right there. <laughs> so it wasn't like I came in the room late and he was walking off and left it there. 
So basically, he treated you like you deserve to be treated. Uh, I guess that's what I, one way of putting it. Another way of putting it was when I was picking the mic up off the floor, I was like, note to self, never do that. But the key, I think, was he wasn't doing it to me. He did it to them. What I don't understand what was what he I you know I just think that he had such a I don't want to say an L.A. act but just such um, an act that's probably more designed to people coming out to see him specifically and he did have people there to see him specifically but the majority of the people were just coming out to see a comedy show right and you know how it is in Toledo yeah. it's not it's not always good that this there so Saturday when this happened um, people were like drunk for the Ohio State game at noon. Oh, God. I had this yeah. lady walk in on, on my first show, you know, when the show just started late, and was like, okay, we here. Or so I don't even remember because I kind of blacked out for a second. But at some point, she said something to the effect of, uh, we walked in, it was quiet, you obviously aren't that funny. And then the audience, this is, all, this is where I start remembering a little bit, where I come back in, where the audience goes, ooh. <laughs> And so then I don't remember, I'm not going to say, but I will play the clip because I downloaded it. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will play the clip. Insert clip here. We live in uh, divisive times. And uh, everyone's on the news, watching the news too much, a little bit too much politics. I'm getting a little bit tired of all the opinions. You're entitled to your opinion, but you have no obligation to share. People are getting confused. People come out to a comedy show, happened last night, they were a little bit pre-outraged. They were just listening for something offensive. What did he say? Should we do that? Welcome. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. That outfit is exciting as fuck. I'll tell you that. It looks like it looks like you robbed a fruit stripe truck. My job is not to entertain you, ma'am. <laughs> Can we make peace? That's how I walk into McDonald's, though, to be honest. I'm like, y'all better get busy, make my burger. I am. Um, no, I'm glad that you guys are all here, and. Uh, just because I'm not getting a laugh every 15 seconds doesn't mean that it's not fucking funny, right? Some of you are laughing, I've heard it, I got it on tape. So. There will be more comedians to come, guys. This is just my opening of the show. This is like the appetizer to a three-course meal. I'm just the fucking fluffer in a porno. Let's be honest. Lois, hey, you can talk to me. So the lady walks in making a big ruckus or whatever. I feel like I have to address it after a certain point, and maybe I did go a little bit too hard. But when I said it to the headliner, he's like, oh, you went hard really quick. And I was like, mm. eh, not really, not really. I did give, you know, I did just acknowledge them because she was making a lot of noise when she came in. And then she tried to be funny. Right. And that's when I was like, oh, you're not going to turn the audience right. against me. Yeah. But uh, a friend made a very funny uh, meme image of, uh, I'll post, uh, might be the cover of this episode. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It was an interesting night, and the show got better from that point, to be honest. I wasn't mad at her or anything. Yeah. Like, that was just one of those things you're not going to – I mean, and here's the thing. It, I could have failed. Yeah. You know, I could have failed trying to make – the other way. Yeah. And so – but they ended up leaving, 
halfway through the feature act. I, it was not the show for them. I did that so when I featured on an off night at, at the at Toledo. I did that to a table of women that were up front. That there was like a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were directly in the front. There was six of them. Like, and I was trying to like have fun with them at first, but then it got to be like they were belligerent. One was really, and they were just talking to each other like mm-hmm. while I'm. And the ones like on her phone, so I like I, I was like, okay, exactly. They're throwing me like in between like my punchlines. They're speaking to each other, so it was th- I got like mad, like yeah. so I went off on them, kind of like trying to be funny. Yeah. And it did put them in there, like shut them up, and like the audience was like kind of like yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're distracting us too. But I went back and looked at the video. I was like, damn, dude, that was kind of. I mean, I wasn't misogynistic or, yeah. like, I wasn't being... That's why nobody loves the rest of you! Right, I wasn't being aggressive. <laughs> I was just like, hey, you guys are sitting here talking right now. Well, I forget exactly what I said. And I wasn't rude. I didn't call any names. But, but you I were was, crying. I was and... very <laughs> upset. Why are you doing this to my set? I'm this featuring. So... I don't I, ever get to feature. I'm videotaping this and you're ruining it all. <laughs> you know uh... I have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> just a human being. Really, that was the comment. Yeah, that was so. Oh, it was awful. Remember, yeah, yeah, I um, this one was just like it was like tit for tat, tit for tat. Then it was like, I guess what I said was like I knew when I was saying it, but at the same time, she knew what the hell she was doing when she walked out in that outfit that night. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, you don't, you can't walk into a comedy club, make a noise just like that, right? And, and me not say something. Right. You, know, you could have been quiet, and I'm not gonna say anything, right? But a lot of comics would say something even if you were quiet. Right. But she was like, it was quiet when I walked in. I was like, you walked in while I was doing a setup. You know what I mean? And there's a band playing out in the in the uh, lobby, so it's like you're not hearing anything. Yeah. But it was uh it was quite the the even the evening that night. And we didn't do a Sunday show, which made it even better to me. Yeah. Travel. Okay guys, take care. Oh sorry. <laughs> All right. The uh the no Sunday show kinda nice. Yeah, get your travel time. Get you get your money on Saturday night. I could have had I could have had it home that night, but I'll say since sober October, I have not found my drinking legs. Um, <laughs> in so much that like I have a couple drinks and I'm like I ain't driving, you know, like which right. before it would be like I have a couple drinks and I just wait a little bit and I'd be like I'm good. Um, right. I had like two drinks on Friday and I was like, <sighs> and then Saturday I ate breakfast at the hotel. And then didn't eat anything, and then had like two drinks, like after the first show. And I was like, I better eat. I better eat right now because if I don't, oh my god, things might get really bad. Get bad and then I ate, and then I felt fine. But I was like, I don't. I just don't. I think I might be done drinking. It's just not your flavor. It's just not necessary. And what I realized, like how much weight I put back on so easily, and I'm really mm-hmm. still eating very well. And I'm running. I ran yesterday, today. I'm trimming time down to. I'm not anywhere near what I want to be for this 5K on Thursday, but I'm uh, poised. Because when you run in a race, you always run about a minute faster. So that's the turkey run? It's uh, it's it's like the Evanston 5K. I think it's called um, – it's not a turkey trot, but there's something like that. Yeah. It's like beat the turkey or something like that. There's like a guy dressed as a turkey. And so, like, if you finish above him, you get, like, an extra prize or something like that. But he, <laughs> he smoked me last year. Right. I saw him go running by. You see this turkey just jogging by? I was like, oh, no. I got beat by a turkey. Big time. And he's, like, he's, you know, he's a, he was a young dude. I, the first time I did it, I was 40. And right. uh, and the guy that, that 
like really boss hogged it was like 45 and he was like eighth overall in the whole race or something like that mm -hmm. but he won our age division so i'm three years older now and i'm not running as much i'll put it to you like this i think i'm actually in better shape for this race than i was in that race i think i was having chronic back problems back then i didn't yeah. have much technique and i was probably running relatively infrequently but I was training for that race, and I probably overtrained for that race. I did happen to run the best 5K time I had ever run to that date at that race last last time. I think it was 21.06 or 20.56, something like that. Very close to 21 minutes. My goal for this race is to run it like as close to 20 as possible, and I right. haven't done that. I've done that like once this year. Have you ever just gone out and practiced, like ran 5K just to run it to see what you to, – to like Every day. So you know you had to do I know what my 5k times are. Like really? I ran one yesterday I ran 24:30, right? And then today I ran at 23:09 or something like that. Where do you run at? Where do you have it mapped out? Mapped um out so basically it doesn't even matter because what I have on my phone is a GPS setting oh, that yeah. says what's my target is, which is 3.11, which is a little bit further than a 5k, but um that way I'm really pushing through the last tenth of a mile, nice. but yeah. I run the same route, basically, which starts off uphill and ends uphill because um, I start on one side of an overpass. I have to run over the overpass, which is uphill. Then I'm running down that hill. But when I come back, it ends at the top of that overpass hill coming back up, and it's a much longer uphill run. So, Yeah, doesn't that – that's going to make a difference. Yeah, this this, this court – no 5K course that I've ever run competitively was on flat ground. It's always been up and down some pretty competitive hills. Some hills that have people just like, I'll just walk up the hill and run when I get done because otherwise I'll gas out just trying to run up this hill. Right. But I put it, there's enough hills in all of my training to where I can hit pretty much, unless it's like a pro level 5K with those type hills or something. I've never seen anything. But there was the hilliest one I ever ran was my slowest time, but it was like my best finish in my age group. I think I got like right. second place in my age group or maybe even won my age group. Um, I have like a box full of, I've only run like 10 and I got medals in most of them. Do you have like special shoes or insoles oh, that you yeah. use? Don't, oh yeah, because both. Because people say that you can't just run in just both. Walmart shoes and shit. You could if you have great feet, but if you have like, and I have great feet, but like I run in Hoka Ona Ona shoes, which What's are like. great foot? Um, not a flat foot. Right, good arches. Good arches. Um, you know, there's enough space between your toes. No toes are, like, crossing each other. No web feet type situations, which <laughs> don't necessarily throw you off, but they can hinder, you know, some running, some aspects of running. Blisters on your toes or something like that. If right, your yeah. toenails turn black every time you run, you know, you don't have good feet. Yeah. Um, I have great feet. I have a runner's physique and body, which my dad has always kind of been a runner. I didn't come to it till after I had surgery, but um, on my knee. And then I was like, oh, I got me a cadaver from a runner or something because <laughs> I can't stop. But um, the shoes I have cost like $170. And then I have like $90 insoles inside of that, which kind of negates paying that much for a shoe. But in a, in a way, it doesn't. Because when I wear these shoes, makes it right it's like walking on a cloud it it, right. i feel like it made, i feel like to be honest i feel like the way the shoe is shaped it makes me run faster because it, it's like yeah. keeps me leaning forward it's got a nice soft heel but i try not to run on my heels as heavy with these shoes because it just makes it a lot easier to land midfoot which is better for your stride i feel like 
I'm poised to hit the time I want having not hit that time yet this year. The key is really going to be um, how hype I get. Because the first time I did it, I was like, oh, I was all nervous and stuff. Yeah. You know the joke I do in my act about running a 5K? Yeah. That joke is based around the first 5K I ever ran. And every 5K I ran since then. What, what makes you nervous? You're just there with people that you know are way more into it than you. Yeah. Now, when I did the first one, I finished 150th out so of 5,000. So competitively, what you're nervous because you want to do well. You want to do well, but like the first time I ever did it, like this one, I'm. It's just a big race. That 5,000 people is a lot of people. Yeah. Um. But I was like at the starting 5, line. 5,000 people all start at once. No, it's a chipped race. So like you see those badges people run That's with. Probably stupidest ass question ever. Isn't it? No, <laughs> it's like the only answer I have for you. Um. You ask me anything deeper, like how do they register? Ah, internet. <laughs> right. In that bi- in that bib, like for the real real races, like anything that's um, a certified race has mm-hmm. a bib. I think there's a way to do a certified without a chip, but in that bib, there's a little microchip. And so when you cross the when you cross underneath the tower, there's like a sensor there, and it's like start that person's time. And when you come through the finish line, there's another sensor that hits your chip, and it's like stop that person's time. Ah. So your name is attached to a number. That's in your bib. That's why that wondered. number is. I never knew that that's how you. Yeah, so that way there's like people standing at the back of the race and they're like talking so... as they get there and then they get to like. Well, how did, then how did they do it before the, the technology of a chip when all those races? A certain be... number of people would start at a time and then, and then they, they would, they would like wait five it. minutes okay. and then the next group of people would start. And you could, ca- you'd end up, ca- you know, some people would catch up and fall behind or whatever, but it was all based on your number. They would take a picture at the end and so sometimes. Or another thing that they'll do is, um, this happened to me one time, we were coming across the finish line and they hand you a baton, like a pink baton or a green baton or whatever. And then you hand the pink baton to the person and that person like sends a radio signal, pink baton, and that person has your time and they confirm it over radio because it's basically like at the time you grab the pink baton, they stop the stopwatch that they have. Yeah. And, and I think they then they keep it going. There's a, stopwatches have like a running count where you know, especially a digital one. Yeah. Where you hit the button and it tells you what the time was, and then you hit the button again and it catches back up to wherever it was. Did you see the documentary on running about the guy that goes to these races, like these marathons, to make sure people aren't cheating? No. Because there's an actual job. This guy has his job is to investigate. Because people will cheat. So I know I'm throwing off subject. Sorry. No, no, this is great. You just triggered it. I forget no, this that. is brilliant. This is what this I've been waiting on. <laughs> this is what I need to win the this race <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> so, but I think, I, I, man, I don't have the. But he's he basically goes because there's been people that have cheated, like famous. People. Yeah, there's a, there's a name. Well, there's there's two types of cheaters in a 5K race. There's people that run the race but didn't register for the race. I can't remember what those marauders or something like. I can't remember what they're. So something. So they weird. just get the feel of doing it, but they. I saw one guy do. He was like, he was like clearly in awesome shape or whatever. He was like 19 or 20, and he was just like, uh. He didn't. He was like, like cargo shorts, no shirt or anything like that. And as soon as they were like, go, and we all start running, but we all had chips on or whatever, and he was just like, pow, it's just gone. And uh, I was like, oh, that's. One way to do it, but you don't even know your time in a chip yeah. race. Like they have a, a timer up there somewhere, but. It was weird. Um, yeah, that don't make but, sense. So people were cheating? Yeah, they, they would like – I forget how exactly they did it. They would like get dropped off at a certain spot, and they would just finish the race at, like ahead Like of get every, picked up after it started? Yeah, some shit. Like, I mean, some actual – oh, man, I, I'm, I'm coming with such horrible uh, – There was a report of a lady who like cut through the woods. I saw like a famous – Yeah, there's something that they did. Like, it's, it's And they – like she was ta- – it was a woman, and there was a man. There was a couple different ones, but they – 
because of that, there is now a guy. I think he's even from Ohio. Well, yeah, big deal. Big well, deal. That's where we're at. That's oh, joggy log, uh, jog police but right he, here. That's beep, his beep, job, and he beep, goes beep. And, and investigates because people will tell you know the, he goes and that's his that's his job. Yeah. To investigate and to make sure that you're not cheating, but I'm sure nowadays that's a lot harder because of, or maybe it's easier because of technology. Who knows? You can put a fake chip in your. Yeah, I'm sure know. for for whatever there is a prize for, people will want to fa- cheat to win. It's crazy. It's so, I for so me, it's real. Like I would never want to log a time better than what I'm capable of doing again. You know what I mean? If they were like, you know, like these people win like the Mar- Boston Marathon or whatever, but have never logged a time close to that in their life, it's like okay. That's worth investigating. Right. But if you have a track record of running, you know, two two fifteen marathons or whatever, and then you do a two twelve, well it's like that's not that unreasonable. Right. But and I think that's the shit that was ha- the stuff that was going but on. But I have to assume that just like with cycling, there's there's all kinds of dirt going yeah. on in running, competitive running. I mean, oh, we know that's happening in sprinting for sure. But right. like long distance running, there's just not a lot you can do to um make you better at running for an hour god you can do like blood doping and i mean some steroids will help but like for however long you run you need to have a certain amount of fat reserves and you have to train your lungs i mean oh yeah it's all it's all cardio you could train at altitude that's the number one way to cheat dude when i came back from colorado i went running and i was like this is easy i logged a better time than i did today i was like oh this is but it was because it oxygenates your blood but, dude, I did almost die standing in line to get my lift ticket in that Colorado. Passed out. That's a shame that it didn't actually happen. Huh? I know. And I was thinking, like, Doug would be so proud of me if this is where I died or knock my teeth out again <laughs> in, front of, in front of the people of my same peers. ilk, in front of my peers. Oh, my boy. Sa- my same guild of ilk. Or gilded ilks. Um, what else you got going on, Bubba Smith? Oh, man. Well. You got this fancy bullhorn right here. Dude, is this, this thing is, turn on? This is awesome. I, d- I made a video the other day about, uh, with, uh, Ash- about Ashley. Oh, it's on. Attention, attention. <laughs> there is a sale at, on the third aisle. Oh, that is dope. Does it have, like, sirens and stuff? Oh, yeah. Look, it, it coincides with all these. Oh, things. my God. You got to yeah. have, like, a monocle just to read all these. Yeah. They got. Just push any two numbers and then push enter. All right. Uh, pick a number. Twelve. And then hit play. And we got to try to guess what that was. I had no idea. This my grandpa used to have one of these when I was up there. This is like my. It, so there, does it go up to 100? Oh, it goes. It's like thousands of little songs on there. Oh, my God. So I'm going to just do one, two, seven. And a lot of times they just tease you and give you like three little. Little bars. Yeah. That's terrible, man. That's right there. Made 17 children die That's of deafness. the best thing ever, dude. At a young age. That thing's from like 1962? No. They didn't have no, it's, they had that kind of plastic back then. That's from 1978. Actually, it's probably from 85, let's be honest. Where does it say? I can find out somewhere. You better look that thing up on the interwebs. Interweb. It's kind of, I had to like rig it to get it to work because one of the. Contacts. Springs were messed up, so I it runs off what seventeen nine volt batteries, <laughs> like uh, eight, two, <laughs> eight two volt or eight double A. Double A. That's the that's. Have you noticed with children's toys now that you have to use like a screwdriver to put the yeah. batteries in? Yeah. What were kids eating batteries? They're choking on them, probably. That's just to, to save their so they can say it is just too easy to stay alive these days. Like I'm like, if you're eating batteries, we don't need you in the gene pool, buddy. Yeah, you good. 
It's like these peanut allergies. And I, as somebody who has a very strict food allergy, I could die from eating poultry. But that's crazy, if that's what man. takes me out, that's natural selection. That's part of it. Part it's of part process. of the game. I'm not going to be like, oh, everybody put your chickens away. Don't ruin our children. Chickens should be outlawed. I cannot tolerate butter. the turkey. Br- and that's coming up on my least favorite holiday, dude. I've what? said this before on the cast. I'll say it again. The best Thanksgiving I ever spent was in a room by myself eating uh, triple cheeseburgers from Jack in the Box in California watching Rambo. <laughs> One, two, and, and some other movie that so came on after because yes. three wasn't out yet at that point. Top Gun. Top Gun. Dun, dun, dun. No, Top Gun wasn't. It was, yeah, it was after. Was it after Ramblo? Yeah. One and two. Middle 80s. What, I got the VHS tape right behind you. Well, <laughs> yeah, dang, you do. Where the hell is it? Where's the sleeve? It's right up here to your right. Uh, top top yeah. gun. Sleeveless. Sleeveless. Oh, you going raw dog with the top gun. Sleeveless and you going raw dog with the 1986. <laughs> is that what it is? Version of top. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Rambo was right around that same time, basically. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, I was watching it on like TBS or TNT or HBO or whatever it was, and I was. Um, they were cooking turkey in the house, and it made me so sick, just like the fumes of a turkey oh, yeah. will react yeah. with me. And what I've also noticed is, like, early in the day, it's worse than later in the day. I don't know why that is, but I ate a, I ate a sub, a cold-cut combo from Subway, early in the morning, uh-huh. and I had to go to the hospital. But I've had twice that much exposure to chicken later in the evening, and it makes me sick, but not hospital really? sick. Yeah, yeah so I was doing some research on it one time, and it said people with anaphy- – it's like an anaphylactic reaction. There's nurses on here like, that's not what it's called. It's anaphylaxis. <laughs> Dumbass <laughs> boy. Um, in any case, I hear the reactions are worse in the morning for some people. Yeah. I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I think that's what that I've learned about myself. Suck, man. Dude, I, I look at chicken sometimes when I'm cutting it, and I'm like, that just looks like a great cut of meat. But – no desire to put it in my mouth. There's nothing about the smell of chicken that makes me want to eat it, unless it's being barbecued with barbecue sauce, and that smell mm-hmm. makes me sick. I don't know where the smoke but, you know, reacts with my lungs even more. Yes, it's, yes. I can get that it smells good, but there's no but other time when I'm cooking chicken where I'm like, that smells so delicious. Yeah. It's just it looks good because it's so juicy. But um, steak, that same steak cook, the grill, the smoke coming off of it, and I'm like, I will eat you now, mm-hmm. burn finger. But uh, yeah, just got free tickets to the Funny Bone. Did you to see Godfrey? No big deal. Well, he is a talent. Worked for him once. How was that? It was. He's awesome, dude. But he went. Oh oh my God! It was Toledo, the Sunday show. My Ashley and my and Liam were there. We were ready to leave after the Sunday show. Yeah. He went over like an hour and a half. <laughs> dude, he was on stage for like dude, two hours and thirty minutes. Oh, dude, we didn't get we didn't get home till like we didn't get leave till like ten thirty. Show's supposed to be over at nine. She's and she she don't she's not in the hotel. She's just walking around with our son, like you know, not know. It was the most awful. I couldn't do anything. To get, I was like, you, sorry, he just got to. You wait just it do out. you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, come on, dude. He's like but he's arguably beast, one of the best a, comedians to have ever done it. Oh, dude, he's a champ, man. There ain't no doubt about it. He's a hardcore beast. Yeah. But that night, I was not not that it mattered, but I wasn't happy because Mama wasn't happy, and if Mama ain't happy, then there ain't man, nobody ain't happy. No happy going on in ain't this. No ha- ain't no. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I don't blame her. I mean, out there with a one-year-old at that time. 
Ain't no fun when she might have So I did the great debate last Friday. Oh, yeah, you never told me how that went. It oh. went fan-freaking-tastic. Now, I've pretty much, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm humble AF. and uh, For sure. I don't want to say that I was the best comedian every year that I've done it. Just but, that you're the best ever to done it. Well, I'm probably just the best comedian up there, <laughs> except for maybe everyone else. But um, I had really good performance my first year. Second year, I thought I had a really good performance. Um, and this year, I thought I had a good performance. Yeah. But I also went first. There was right. Dino Tripodis hosts the thing, kind of kicks it off, gets him kind of – he's good as a host because he gets him in the rhythm of this is how you set up a joke, this is how you finish a joke or whatever. Right. But I do uh, a caricature. You know, I did a character of myself when I right. did the, the Ohio State Great Debate. And, uh, yeah, he's a Michigan fan. And, uh, but I noticed from listening to last year's set, I went through like several, like at least three different Southern accents with the same character. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, so I was like, I was like, I know where to isolate it, I think. I haven't really listened back to this year's. But got up there, did my little normal thing, which is like a dress. Thank you for inviting me. You know, I appreciate you know, everybody being here, her state, I'm from Ohio, you know, mm-hmm. Nikki, let me see the baby, because <laughs> she's just had her baby or whatever. Right, oh yeah, Nikki Winkleman. Yeah, yeah. so I, I have funny. a joke about being the, the illegitimate father. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> then, uh, then I just did a couple jokes for my act, but I curtailed them to the show, which I think I wrote the jokes based around the show. I just never actually had a chance to use them. And they're all only jokes that I can really use in Ohio anyway. Yeah. So that was big. And um, what I wanted to do, though, was I wanted to quote the speech from Rocky IV that Rocky gives at the end after beating the Russian in Russia. Hello, ladies. How are you? We got 50% off everything except for the Christmas items. At the end of Rocky IV, he says, uh, he's like, they, you know, they let the winner say something into the mic, you know, of a oh, boxing yeah. match. or if you, you could change, we could all Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's I wanted right. to do a speech like that yeah. where I'm Rocky in, and they're all Russians. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's but, right. I just saw that the other day. I watched all of them. One through five. I got dude, I memorized the speech after reading it one time. I was like, oh, this is great. And plus, I just remember yeah, this context. His, you know, oh, it's not a lot of words. Yeah, his, it's not <laughs> a lot. I could do that as a monologue. Right. Come out like, it what is, are you reading? Uh, the speech from Rocky. It's so emotional. Like, it's like, it's so funny because it's very, like, even watching it now, it was like, kind of got me a little bit emotional. I'll tell you why I decided ultimately not to do it. Because I didn't have a way of playing the Russian translation. So uh, when he's doing it, he pauses, and the Russian's like, <laughs> 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 right, and, right. Like, and so I've seen you guys hating me, and I guess I didn't know how to feel about that, so, so I guess I didn't like you guys much neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of change. <laughs> you know, it's like, I see two guys out here trying to kill they start eventually rooting for him, right, toward the end. Well, he's like, he's like, if I could change, and you could change, then everybody can change, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did start rooting for him at the end of the fight. And so it was right. like, but I realized that without that element of pausing, because so many people in there aren't going to remember Rocky IV, right. so many people in there that have seen it aren't going to remember it, yes. so many people aren't going to have seen it. But when I say it was the best show top to bottom that I've ever done, I think it was. There's only one guy, he's like a newscaster guy, who's like going over his time, he's not really being funny. Uh, but he had a banger of a joke this year. He said, um, surprise there's not more Michigan fans here this year because they just legalized marijuana in Michigan. And you know, marijuana in Michigan 
university have a lot in common. They're both used to getting smoked in bowls. <laughs> oh, <nice>. What? <laughs> I was like, oh, did he pull that off the interwebs? Because right. that's a Bonafide joke. That's a getting. It might have been one of the biggest laughs of the of the night, but or the afternoon. It was noon. People were wasted. Are you um, serious? I mean, pretty, pretty. Some not. There's people there not drinking at all. Was it at a bar or was no? It's at the Rotary Club, or not even at the Rotary Club. It's at McCoy Hall, which is in Hilliard, and it's like a giant room. It's probably like 500 people in there, and it's giant. It's not like set up like a comedy club. It's set up like a banquet and a roast because there's like the podium in the middle. Four comics to the left, four comics to the right. Ohio State banner on one side, Michigan University banner on the other side. I'm standing behind the Michigan next to the podium. And I realized that when I was laughing hard at jokes, I would get a reaction of people looking at me laughing at the jokes. And the best of the night was Jason Banks, one of my thousand nemesis. He's one of your thousand. He don't even know he is oh, one. Oh, you got he just got He's such a nice guy, and I don't have yeah. any, I don't have any beef with him. Uh, we're not doing the same. We're doing the same thing, but we ain't doing anything the same. He was hilarious. He did jokes with like a, a joke about Chris Cohen being like a terrible comedian, and called it back like four times. And, yeah. and two times you could see it coming, but two times it came out of nowhere. And I was like, I was like slapping the table, like I couldn't <laughs> believe how funny it was. I've heard he's awesome. I don't think I've ever got to work work with he's, him. He's, I would say he's closer to what you're doing than what I'm doing. Right. He's definitely like uh, a good opening act for an urban comedian. Is he a white dude or is he He's mixed? black dude. I don't even think he's mixed. I think he's just light-skinned. Okay. Um, totally just disrespectful. He might be biracial. I don't know. He's never mentioned it to me, and I've never heard him talk about it on stage or whatever, like I do every single set. Uh, it's All my jokes are about being biracial, if you didn't, if you haven't seen my, my act recently. Yeah, in fact, that's the one thing I did. I mentioned it a couple times this weekend, but I was trying to do my whole set without ever mentioning like biracial or anything like that, just to like move it out, and so I could get in like more one-liners and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I also realized was like when I'm emceeing, it's strictly autopilot. Like once they start laughing, I get off the stage. If they start laughing late, I might be up there a couple more minutes. I was like, no, you gonna give me something? Yeah, I'm gonna come here just look at me. But there's also the I know exactly when to like just call it at ten minutes. Yeah. Like we're like, oh, you guys just hate life right now for whatever reason but it was really good audiences there and the fact that these the feature act and the headliner were both kind of like these people are so weird uh, what they laugh at and what they don't laugh at and i'm just like this isn't like typical ohio audiences but a lot of the people that come here see a lot of comedy here and so they've seen some of the best funniest people that they never thought would make them laugh right but you come in with some milk toast white jokes about being white uh, with white issues or whatever even the white people are like eh, i was hoping to see something that was a little bit edgier you know yeah and i think that's really all it was they were both funny comics and both deserving to feature and headline and everything like that but just wasn't that weekend you're just you get used to a certain response dude like after being in colorado i got used to a certain response that i was getting from because i was just different than what they were used to seeing they're used to seeing mm -hmm. colorado comics come through the colorado shows and yeah. i was you know uh, uh, and even if I had been like more urban, I think it would have been just as popular, you know, but it was just one of those things where it's like when you're different and funny, you get a few extra credits points. All right. But these guys were just like the people they were performing in front of, which how I don't even know. I don't even know if that, that's a real, no, nothing major. No, I so mean, the biggest, biggest was like full two tiers. Really? Out of three, yeah. Really? 
up against Ohio State on Saturday, you lose so many people because the people that watch Ohio State are also people that would go to a comedy show. Yeah. And they're not doing both in the same day. At least no. it's the ones that did were belligerently drunk and had and to leave the, the show early, you don't had to, to get be. carried out right. and stuff. There was a lot of that. That's And I think that's what kind of soured them. But I was like, oh, if you guys aren't even doing Sunday, you have no right to complain because Sunday here is make you rethink your whole career <laughs> if you don't bring the heat. Yeah. So, you know, some shows there can be great on Sunday, but it takes all, a top to bottom banger MC, banger feature, and a headliner from Timbuktu. Let them know what to do. Let them know how you're hanging. Dude, I did, uh, was I with uh, T.K. Kirkland? That, oh, yeah, that uh, Wednesday show? That Wednesday show you helped old buddy get on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that Jason Mewes. Did we talk about yeah, that last no, time? No, But I just want to say, what the, the last time I worked with T.K. was in uh, Toledo, Toledo. and you was disrespecting the game. I just wasn't, I was off my game, and I wasn't introducing him great. Like, and it, he was totally right. And I was. What did he say to you? Uh, then? Yeah. He was just like, man, he's like, what's, what's, what's going on? Because, you know, he wants his stuff right. Yeah. So he's very particular about. And that's fine. He deserves to have it. Was right. this and the first time you'd ever worked with him? Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was—he was like, "You just like you're not," because I, you know, he had like five credits, and it was like kind of, and I wasn't hitting them right. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of rushing through them. Yeah. He's walking, so I, you know, just I, and I was just off my game that week. We even talked about it, I think, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we like, might have, but I'm just trying to refresh my memory. Yeah, to and uh, I just didn't do well. And then Wednesday, he 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 said, "Oh man," he's like, "You look familiar." I told him where I, you know, and then he, then he remembered me. Uh-huh. And then he gave me the, he was like, well, you know my credits, man. I don't need to give it to you. <laughs> I was like, well, can you just kind of. Why don't you just refresh Just in case me. something. I had my head last week. Yeah, right. He, I was, Real so I'm like, hard lock. So then he went right back into talking to Josh. So it's like, now I'm sitting there. It's like right before. I'm like, uh, nah, dog, I need to have those credits. Let me give me them one more game. Uh, <laughs> so he did. So he gives it. He was go, It was cool. So he did. And then I get up. And when I inter- when I introduce him, I nailed it. Dude. I got it. It was like one of the best that I've ever done. Yeah, for an introduction. Ever and I just nailed because I I was I wanted to you know what I mean because I wanted to show him that that was you know that I've I took heed to what he said and I did the 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 remainder of the weekend at um, Toledo it was just Friday night I did real bad then I did okay Saturday and Sunday but this time man I brought him up with fervor how was your set it was you know it was very tight at the very beginning it was all urban there was probably two white people out of a hundred and 50 people so uh-huh. it was very urban so i'm thinking you know that that's my you know my house, sweet spot so i don't like no whities in my show it got real quiet for the very first like Which six, joke? six minutes because i'm emceeing just my i was talking about you know being a dad and just the the, the, the get point, to the funny white boy point, that's what it was dude and then i then i did the black, the wedding. black wedding joke and it that turned you know it did great because that always does well but it's like it's so they weren't ready you, to accept me yet, but it doesn't man. matter you could have opened with the black wedding they might not have been ready to accept you then right the key is when you know when you're opening with the black wedding joke because what you've got after it is going to murder them just as hard if not harder that's when you know you fully turned the circle yeah because i can't do that but but first. even that even that's not necessary because i remember i was supposed to open for lavelle crawford best thing ever was that i wasn't they like Doc booked me, but they did. They do a two-man show, and they brought they two men, Lavelle right. and this other guy, who yeah. I think might have been Ali Sadiq at the time. It was right before he broke. I don't know that to be a fact, but um, because I didn't meet anybody, I just kind of watched from the back of the room. They let me stay in the condo because nobody was staying there. They fed me all weekend, and I was like, I'll, I'll stay here all weekend, hang out with my boy. But I watched on Friday night, and the show starts late. 
that uh, the first guy goes on for like 45 minutes. And then there's like a little, he comes off the stage and there's like a little break before Lavelle comes on. Mm-hmm. Maybe two or three minutes. And uh, to let people go to the bathroom or whatever, but not enough. In any case, what I realized with him was that when he went on, I was like, he was not getting any love or whatever. And a sold out black audience, completely like maybe two white people in the whole room at the Dayton Funny Bone. And uh, he's barely getting any love. Nothing really. And they're still talking or whatever. And so I'm not really paying attention to what he's saying or anything like that, but he is kind of going through like this, this, I'm not that new to this, not really saying that, but with his body language and everything, he was just being a little bit sheepish. By the end of his 45 minute set, he was getting a standing ovation. Oh, People are standing up in the aisle, clap, you know, leaning back, clap and testifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was what, and what I realized yeah. was like, he had every move planned. He knew he, no matter what he said up front, it wasn't going to get much love. He was going to have to hit him in a, in a few emotional ways before they started to catch on to mm-hmm. that he actually knows what the hell he's doing. And what I think part of it was, was, and Chappelle alluded to this one time, he said, if you make the audience think for a few minutes that you have no idea what you're doing, when you show them you do know what you're doing, it will pay tenfold. Yeah. So maybe that's what you need to figure out with yeah. the beginning of your act is to not go so much into how loosey-goosey you actually are. Be more timid up front. I think of it like this. Have you ever been to a black, like, sermon or, like, you know, at a black church? No. It's very but much I- like a show. There's a bunch of opening acts, and then the, the headliner comes out, the, the pastor or whatever, and he does – his thing, and he usually starts off, especially if it ends, if it ever ends up getting emotional, it never starts emotional. Mm-hmm. It starts very basic, maybe even rereading a few of the announcements. And then he comes in, and then it's like, you know, it's like that whole, like, I didn't come to preach jail today. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, where they come in at a certain level where it's like, okay, now insert the message. It's like a bunch of little – I saw – the first time I really kind of broke it down was at my grandmother's funeral and my most talented cousin who headlined the funeral, basically. There was like 11 preachers. Jeez. And so like the 11th one is like the one who's got like the most clout or whatever. And yeah. he, he really is the most talented of them all. But it was like watching an open mic. The first pe- couple of people were trying to get someplace that they were not <laughs> capable of getting the audience. The and the audience was like, quite that was not, that. the spirit was like, I, 11 of y'all, 11 of y'all, I ain't, I ain't coming out there. I ain't, I ain't possessing nobody over the first guy. Um, but by the time my cousin Kevin got up there, he – Very slow, mm-hmm. very methodical, and then when he had when he hit the premise, which was, oh, this was my grandfather's funeral. Funeral. It was mountain-minded men was like the premise. And when he said it the first time, it was like because he was a mountain-minded man. You know, he's talking about a, something from the you know scripture from the Bible or whatever. But he's like, I'm, I don't think you heard me. They said it again, mountain-minded, and that's <laughs> when you know here comes. And by the end of it, man, he's jive-stepping across the stage. You can sit down like a bump on a log if you want to. People are standing up and everyone's testing. And it was one of those things where I watched the progression of taking somebody from through, through a few emotional gears. Uh-huh. And when you get them into that final gear, it literally is like putty in your hands. And that's what you're doing with the Black Wedding. What you're not doing in the front part is 
intentionally hitting the gears? Because sometimes all your, your set goes great top to bottom. Yeah, this is the first time that it, that it's went like this. But now, as to oppose what you just said, which I don't disagree with what you're saying, but the feature act struggled uh, too. No, the feature act gave me. He told me about. He said what I should. John Br- Bruton was his name. Super cool dude. He's very. He's a black guy. Very. You know. Uh, say so he's. Go ahead and say it. No, I'm. Yeah, White. Yeah, he's just very articulate. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the Obama fied. But he knows that, and I, he uses that's part of his act. You know, he's not up there the way that TK is. And I think that's structured that way because yeah. TK doesn't want someone just like this him. hardcore gangster yeah. going up there. You know, yeah, he's the gang. You know, gangster comedy was one of his. Oh, shows. when they told me they wanted somebody for that show, they told me they wanted a a, a Latin comic or like a Latino comic, right? And for I was the, like, for the feature spot. No, for your spot. For the, okay. And I was like, Doug Morgan's the most Latino boy I know. <laughs> yeah. And I asked around, I was like, I know some of these guys, but I'm not friends with them on Facebook or anything like right. that. And I don't know if they're ready for, you know, the trip to Cincinnati from Columbus or whatever. But um, I threw your name right out there. And then that's when he was like, does he know you're managing him? <laughs> right. He messaged me and said that in quotes. He's like, your manager. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you can be my, get me jobs. And angry uh, me uh, I'm, the, I'm your private but, uh, manager, but no, manager John, for no money. <laughs> for <nothing. laughs> yep, and I put you on shows for no money too. Up uh, December sixty. Uh, that's how you reciprocate. That's how you do it. That's, yeah, because I ain't paid you no money. I'm gonna give you a show that doesn't have no money. Let me get you some on. stage time, man. <laughs> you a little work. So you can work out some new. Bits. A little bit of work, your way. <laughs> but no, he said that. I should have used when I talk about man. There's a lot of beautiful black women, and I was like, I don't. I'm not in the game anymore, but I know the rules. I love mm-hmm. black women, but I know the rules. Like I'm never allowed to look your hair dead in the eye. Mm-hmm. He said I should open with that and then do the black wedding joke later because I don't. They're not two. They're not the same thing. Yeah, you, I just use that to get. But he said if you do that in the beginning, right away they're gonna they're they're gonna be. So that's what I learned at the roast in a way because so what I did or not the roast but the the great debate very similar situation. I wanted to use that Rocky speech, right? But right. I just took the premise of the Rocky speech of I've seen some changing. And I never I, – I could have done the speech. I had enough time to, like, get into it and probably not get called for going over my time. Right. But I realized, like, this isn't the time or the place. You did what you needed to do with it, which was I've seen some changes. And I used that premise. I've seen some changes. Nikki last year was a brand-new mother. She's a year into it now. I still ain't seen my child. You know, and then went right, right into it. I saw some changes. People that, always Mike? give me love. Uh, Toledo did some, or not Toledo, but Detroit. Talked about Detroit and Little Caesars and stuff. Got big laughs from using well, the that, same man. premise over and over. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. This is Adrian. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. buddy Adrian. Yeah, I bet nothing good. I'm his manager now, but he ain't paying me no money, so <laughs> it's totally official. Right. Hey, we got uh, – there's a show that's going to be uh, for the second show. It's going to be uh, December 16th um, at the Dayton Funny Bone. So I'm going to be sh- sharing that out. It's going to be – it's going to be – basically all the proceeds are going to go to – they're going to donate to PayPal to get a free ticket. So donate to get free. I mean, it's not really free, but, you know. So but then that just goes to here, and then he, the guy putting on the show makes his money through the door and stuff. So, But that will be uh, – I'll be sharing something out there pretty soon on Facebook. And Doug will be performing in the show, despite uh, yeah. people's, you know, complaints. They're like, "I'm only going if Doug ain't it's performing." Charity. That's why it's for charity. It's also yeah, for yeah. Right. Well, that's his version of performance. Yeah. Yeah, let's I be didn't honest. say it was a charity event. Guys. It is. It's, 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 it's for a good cause. Right. Doug is the cause. You guys get to go out and fake.
fake laugh it does on stage for the um, show on the 16th should be a lot of fun yeah, though. It should be. What I, oh, what I was wanting to say too about uh, with TK Kirk when I got up when I um, when after I introduced him he took me out like he waited up he's like that's how you do it young man he's like that's how it's done right. Oh, there. when you introduced so, like, him, like he gave me love. That yeah. made me feel so good because like I didn't think I, he didn't even care about the set. He was yeah. just. Yeah, your he, job's to introduce him. He knows him. what my job yeah. is, and I nailed it. And there's it, also and a gap. Was, you're not doing jokes before you introduce him, so right. you've brought yeah. the feature off, and you're coming. Yeah, that's a great time to really shine. Yeah. And I always try to take it as serious as I can. I memorize right. everybody's intro before I leave the green. I don't ever have to write anything down. Sometimes I'll write it down if I think I'm having trouble with the name. But right. it's about professionalism. It, it is, a, man. As an MC, that's what gets you to the next level. Right, and he, uh, that was just nice to have that from him. Confirmation. Because that's been bothering me. You know, yeah. like that whole time it bothered me what he said, and he made an impression. What you, did you, like, like have like a smoke machine come out and be like, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, shoot like a right t-shirt right gun out. <laughs> the, boo -boo, boo -boo. What was that, this Roman candles? Comedian. Just <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the stage. <laughs> like a stripper. Yeah. You know, I was great, though. <laughs> Prince comes out playing. He's <laughs> like, how did he get Prince? It's a hologram. They can't tell. All right, brother. Let's end that there. What do you got coming up? Anything other than your 16th show? You ain't got nothing till then. Well, I ain't doing a very good job as a manager. If you Man, ain't you working until the 16th, that's a long time. Oh, I got to, I'm in the, that Joker's uh, comedy club in Indy. I'm there every Sunday for the Redneck Comedy Tour. Where Jokers. I go to my other roots at the, the Indy club they got there. It's Joker's now. In Indianapolis. It used to be Snickers? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it is or not. But it's like a karaoke bar, too. But they do com they have comedy weekends there. Huh. Who's they, booking that? Um, Zach, uh, Isaac Daniels. He's a I don't know who that Ike. is. Yeah, he's... Well, get in on there. Well, yeah, you're not getting in on that redneck. I can get you down. Yeah, well, get me on that redneck, show. It's a redneck comedy tour. It's just like uh, they do it every last Sunday of the month. Oh, okay. And they'll bring in one of the... You know, I thought you like, said every Sunday. I was like, you're no, no. there every week? No, no, no. Just once a month. What city in Indiana? Indianapolis. Oh, okay. yeah, it's the it's it's fairly new. I don't know that that is at all. Jokers, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's new. Okay, it's it's really new, but they yeah they're doing good, man. You're new. It's, I'm new. You're doing yeah. good things. But I love it. I love Ike. He's always been really good. You'll be home. Me. You love Ike. He See how I do that there? <laughs> you see how I do that? I deflect everything. No, you don't. All right, so let's talk about this real quick. We're gonna do an uh, office heavy episode next time. So all we're right. gonna have to do it. Uh, this is gonna be hard for you, Doug, but we're gonna have to do it outside. Outside, everybody, outside. Outside thing, of the second shelf is oh, my best fine. guess. We'll have to figure out how. Yeah. I have to set up some aliases. Hello. Hi, how, are you? how you been? Good. Not too bad. In the, in the bunker. All right, let's call it right there. Love you, Doug. Cool, bud. Good stuff. See you.
是。